Welcome to the Edge of the Sticker podcast with Brad and Bobby Frank. Hi, Bob. Hey, Brad. How are you today? Uh, I'm excited about the uh, upcoming book, which is like almost tangibly in my hand. I know. We are a week away from probably actually holding one in our hands. It's exciting. It's pretty remarkable. <laughs> it is. It's been I mean, a long time coming. Yeah, and longer than just the time it took to do this. I mean, yeah. I've been wanting to write a book for at least 30 years. So <laughs> um, that we were able to make this happen and do it together is just remarkable. Yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. It's cool that what started with uh, just a flippant comment of, why don't you try out Facebook Live? two years ago, more than two years ago, has turned into a uh, a book that looks and reads like a real book. Yeah, it does. And actually, the content of what's in the real book, I think, is meaningful and, and helpful. And uh, I, I think as people read it, they'll not only enjoy that, you know, the process of reading it, but also come away with some ideas and ways to think about things that could make a substantive change in their lives to the better. I hope so. It it feels like it will. I think it's, you know, obviously we're both biased in this, but as somebody who's never been, uh, you know, to therapy or to uh, really ever done anything sort of in the mental health world, it reads like uh, – it's just full of useful information. I mean, real world, common sense kind of stuff that makes a lot of sense in any context. Yeah. And I think it's approachable and we've done, I think a pretty good job of avoiding a lot of the psychobabble buzzwords that can bog you down either because you're not exactly sure what they mean or because the meanings of them seem so kind of trite um, that they've lost any relevance to how somebody might live their lives or what they might experience. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's, as I said, it's approachable and it's, um, I don't know, it feels like kind of a kind and compassionate read. Yeah. It's got a little bit of humor, a little bit of snarkiness, <laughs> <laughs> some attitude. There's a little bit of that. That is true. There we try to some- temper that whatever we can. Yeah, there's some cursing. <laughs> so it's kind of got everything, everything That's that you right. would want. <laughs> there's no yeah. sex in it, though. There's no sex. There's no, uh, what a, what other sins? There's drugs in it. There's. <laughs> right. Although I think the I think sex was actually mentioned once. Was it? Yes. Yeah. I think, I, now I'm sure it was. Huh. It was in one of the, um, it was in a chapter about, Coping, coping with what was going on. Huh. Oh, uh, yeah. And it was in a long list at one point, I think. It was. It was. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I think I'm referring to. Okay. Well, we've got it all then. <laughs> so there's this prob- is the book. And there's rock and roll, too. There's, there's sex, drugs, and, and rock and roll. roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have, um, we're appealing to a mass audience of this. <laughs> uh, oh, Lord. Well, this will be a uh, a little bit of a different podcast than we've been recording. Um, 
we thought that it might be a good idea to just talk about where the book came from and uh, when it will be available and all of the uh, uh, description of exactly what the title means and what what uh, it was inspired by. So with that in mind, let's let's go back in time a little bit. We don't have to go back 30 years to when you first decided you wanted to write a book. <laughs> okay. But let's go back to March of 2020 at the very beginning of the pandemic. Um, it was the start of the idea that led to this book. And we had a discussion that uh, that kind of went something like, hey, what do you think about doing a Facebook Live uh, broadcast to talk about all of the issues that people were experiencing around coronavirus, the uncertainty, the isolation, the anxiety, and and all of those things that we all felt, and that uh, maybe you could share some some ideas and some tips to help people cope with those sorts of things. So that was on a Tuesday. And right. I think the two days later on a Thursday at four o'clock, um, you figured out how to do Facebook live and spent, I think the first one was pretty close to an hour. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah. You started, uh, started long and uh, <laughs> over time it got a little more focused and got a little bit more, uh, more concise. But the idea was that we'd spend Tuesdays at, or Thursdays at four um, talking about this stuff. You would uh, for at least a couple, maybe three or four weeks until coronavirus was, was done. Yes. Um, that was the plan. That was the plan. And 54 weeks later, I, uh, after doing lots and lots of these, I don't think you missed a week, maybe one or two. I think I missed one week, one or two weeks the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after that, we had this, this huge amount of content that we initially intended to just ta to transcribe and publish. We right. figured the book was writing itself in real time. Um, well, it didn't exactly work out that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think what happened is we, we decided that we didn't want to write a book about coronavirus necessarily. That wasn't the goal. Um, but all of the stuff that you talked about during those Facebook Live episodes, um, it was all evergreen, you know, conceptually. It was evergreen. So regardless of the circumstances, people have those feelings they right. they feel anxious about stuff they grieve they get angry um they experience joy and happiness and and hopefulness um so what ended up happening is we took those concepts and we turned them into stories and ideas and strategies that were meaningful regardless of the context. Yeah, and and the the way that it started, and, and you mentioned that I went long the first time. You know, the first two days between the Tuesday and the Thursday, uh, my anxiety level was through the roof. Um, one, I'd never done anything like this. Two, to put myself out there and 
you know, as an expert or as somebody who has information that could be valuable, you know, I kind of know that. I mean, it's what I do, but but to do it on this larger scale or what could have potentially become a larger scale, that felt overwhelming. Um, and so I approached it as if it were a session, not because I was doing therapy, but, you know, my template for how things work is in 50-minute intervals, right? So that's, I figured I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it as a 50-minute interval. I'm committing to it every week as if it were, um, you know, it was on my calendar every week. So I never scheduled over it. It was always at the same time. And, you know, that was my plan was to be able to be available to whomever it is that might have been out there, could have been zero people or a thousand people, but I was going to put this content out and um, it could be predictable and it could be hopefully useful for whomever it is that might be, might be watching. Um, as I got more comfortable with the process and comfortable with what it was that I was going to be talking about, then it did become more focused. It shrunk in time, um, but it also shrunk in not trying to address everything that I might have been thinking about in the moment, but instead being focused on you know one or two things that seemed particularly germane or relevant in that in that in that day. Um, but the idea of the book never really occurred to me as I was doing this. It was always um, a way of trying to give something out into the world that might be might help people manage a little bit better in what was really, really a difficult time. And um, you know, as, as we talked about it later, and it, initially it was just going to be the transcription, like how we're going to get this down, and then we'd edit out the repetition. But yeah. the stuff that we talked about, I mean, sometimes we talked about the same thing, or I talked about the same thing, you know, seven times in that in that year because it just kept popping up. But realizing that we could take this momentum and then turn it into something that could be like tangible, something that would that would exist outside of the the Facebook ether um, was really pretty exciting. And then to be able to figure out a way to actually do it. You know, yeah. we've learned a ton of stuff about what this process is because it's nothing like what I would have thought initially. <laughs> that is the truth. It's, yeah. it's, it's way more open and available than I thought it was, mm -hmm. you know, in this world of self-publishing for sure. Um, to be able to do it and to be able to find people to help along the way and to help craft it into what it's become. It's pretty exciting. And I think it's something that, it just wasn't available 10 years ago. You couldn't, we could not have done it this way 10 years right. ago. Um, we certainly would have been spending another year or two working on it before it actually saw the light of day as well. So I think the timelines compressed, um, the access to markets is way easier Yeah, and the control over what the book says and how it reads um, it, it's, it's much more, uh, aligned with, I think who we are as individuals than it would have been if we had, uh, if we had been going down the, the traditional publishing path. Yeah. So. Cause I think the, the book sounds like a conversation. Yeah. Um, and which isn't to say that it's it's not well written because it is well written and it's grammatically correct and the tenses are right and you know everything that you would want in a book that you're reading I mean that's all there but it's done in a style that um, is like I said a friendly and approachable and it's it's just 
you can you can literally curl up with it and read a chapter and feel like okay well we got something out of that um and it's it's not it's it's concise and it is well it's a good read i mean again i, I think that it's it it doesn't you don't approach it we didn't approach it like an academic text we didn't approach it with um the need to uh offer study after study after study for what it was we were talking about, but rather to take this kind of 30 years of experience that I have and to condense it down into meaningful and um, understandable ways of thinking about experiences that we all have. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it is. Um, And it's written sort of in one voice, even though there's two in there commingled. Um. But for anyone that doesn't know us and doesn't know our individual stories, I think it reads as a, as a single voice. Um, it's funny though when when people who do know us read it, <laughs> there's there is a bit of the oh that's Bobby, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely Brad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so maybe over time, what we'll do is we'll peel back the. Uh, the layers of which which voice is which um, <laughs> but for the time being there's enough of a common experience that we've had over the course of our lives that um as, as people sometimes can't tell our voices apart when they listen to us the our voices in the in the book also can mimic one another without really losing any kind of integrity or authenticity yeah yeah for sure so a lot of people ask what the meaning of the title is. The reality is, is that when we start doing anything, uh, that starting point is, is sometimes often really difficult. It's, it's getting off dead center. It's trying to, to get some momentum going. And the way that I've conceptualized it over time is trying to peel a sticker off of a, like off of your bumper or off of a computer or off of whatever you've got your sticker adhered to. Um, if it's well affixed, then it's flat and it's flush and you got to get an edge. You've got to be able to put your fingernail or whatever you're using to get the sticker off, um, underneath so that you can begin to peel it away. And the edge of the sticker is about that process. It's about beginning and then following through with achieving what you're trying to do. And it's, it's that first part that, that we start with, uh, both as the title of the book, but also the process of, of unsticking. And when life gets sticky, you want to unstick. You got to start with the edge. Yeah. Yep. Well, and there's, there's a lot of reference to it. Throughout the book, um, certainly the idea of getting started on addressing whatever issues uh, are troubling you or whatever you're dealing with in your life. There's a lot of reference to the concept of being stuck as well. Mm-hmm. Both literally, we talk about the uh, the ever given. Remember the yep. boat, the ship that got stuck right. in the Suez Canal? And right. I think it was in 2020. Um and clogged up the supply lines of the world and, you know, presented engineering challenges to try and figure out how to unstick that thing. Um, 
but it's not dissimilar. It's not dissimilar to things that clog up in your mind and keep you from moving forward. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that concept uh, is very applicable for everybody. Well, and even the book itself, because as I said, you know, I've wanted to do this for 30 years. Certainly my experience is greater than it was when I started to think about doing it, sure. but I didn't ever peel the sticker back. I didn't ever get started. And yeah. so we were able to peel that edge back and get this going and look what happened. I mean, along with a year plus of, of the Facebook live presentations, we're getting a book out of the deal. And yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good thing. <laughs> it's true. It's absolutely true. And it's, it's also sort of impacted, it's impacted my life in other ways too, that have in ways that have gotten things unstuck. Um, a lot of different ways, actually. I was thinking about that this morning that in the last year while we've been writing this thing, you know, I've been, I've been saying yes to more, more stuff than I ever have before. And I've been learning new things and I've been, uh, I'm looking down at my desk as we're doing this and I've got a piano keyboard on here hooked up to my computer now, which is not something I ever would have thought that I would have had. But I'm learning music theory, which as a drummer right. is not really something that that I need uh, or that I've ever needed before. But, you know, I kind of looked at it and thought, I, I'm just going to do this. It's been this this albatross that I don't know it for all these years. Yeah. And I thought this is I'm doing it. So yeah. I peeled the sticker. <laughs> and, and for me, you know, I've wanted to like do some speaking over time and have never really put much effort into it in part because my practice hasn't allowed for it. Um, you know, there's, I can't just take time away or I felt like I couldn't just take time away, uh, to go and do speaking engagements wherever they might be. But realizing now that, you know, I, I think I can figure out the logistics to make something like that work. And for us to maybe take the book on the road and to have conversations with people or with one another, with people's questions and input as, as we speak, I'm looking forward to maybe being able to do that as well. So yeah. another one of those possibilities that was always in the back of my mind of wouldn't it be cool if now has moving ahead to kind of on deck, like, yeah, let's, let's figure out a way to make this happen. Yeah, no, absolutely. We're, we're kind of pushing the comfort zone going yeah. into new places. We have, um, we've become what the book says. So we didn't just write it, we're living it. It will be available uh, in just a few weeks, mid-October, on Amazon and uh, various other places um, in paperback and as an ebook. So you can read it on your Kindle or in your iBooks app. Um, and we'll probably also do a hardcover as well. So this thing is going to be out there. Yep. And, and so as you're listening to this, if you are an independent bookstore owner, we would love to be able to get it into the, as many independent bookstores as we can as well. Yeah. So go to theedgeofthesticker.com. And uh, you'll be able to get all the information on where it is available 
um, and learn a little bit more about us uh, individually and also access the podcast um, that you're listening to right now, but you can find it there as well. So the edge of the sticker.com. And I'll also mention that uh, we have uh, all of our social media set up too. So pretty much anywhere that, that you would go, you can find us at the edge of the sticker for our name. So, so on out there. Twitter and on YouTube and on Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok. Now, of course, there isn't a whole lot of content there <laughs> <laughs> at this point, but we will start to uh, to push some things out as well, and we'll probably end up publishing some more content on the website. Uh, as new things come to mind and, and topics that we want to write about uh, that weren't necessarily included in the book or that, that we might want to expand upon. So yeah. in advance of, of the second volume uh, of this. Yeah. And who knows where it's going to take us, whether it'll be a, another book or some other production, but I think that there is, there are more ideas and there's more stuff to, to be said. So yeah, this yep. isn't the end. This is, this is the beginning of the new chapter. Yep, it is. So stay tuned for the edge of the sticker on Broadway. <laughs> uh, so how much does this cost? I believe the uh, ebook is nine ninety nine. And the paperback is seventeen ninety nine. A bargain at either price. That's right. Well worth the opportunity to delve a little bit deeper and to try to um, apply what it is that we write about to your life to make yourself feel a little bit better and live a little bit more efficiently and comfortably. Efficiently? Yeah. Well, think about it this way. The, the wasted energy that kind of goes into anxiety and into um, rumination and the just complete toll that depression takes on your ability to function within the world. If there were a way to minimize those impacts, then the energy that you have left over allows you to be more efficient in the way that you deal with your daily tasks and how you manage your relationships and how you live your life. Well, damn, I think we underpriced the book. <laughs> and, and another thing that I'll say is that it, it may also prove, you know, as an entree, if people have been wondering if if therapy is intimidating or something that they're scared to try, this is not a substitute for therapy, but it does kind of give a sense of the approachability of being able to deal with your problems and the issues that you confront. And if, if having read the book, it motivates you to reach out to a mental health professional because you realize that it doesn't look like it usually does in the movies and it's not stiff and it doesn't have to be um, completely, uh, you know, one-sided and silent on the therapist part and, and you do all the talking and you're not sure if you're getting better. Um, if this kind of gives you the idea that mental health treatment is approachable, then that's another benefit too. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, it has been a pleasure writing it, and uh, I've I've learned a lot along the way about myself, about you, and uh, just about life. So I uh, I'm happy to have been a part of this. It's been a real honor to do it. Me too. And the, I, you know, for, for me, um, it's great to be able to express this to a wider audience, but the best part of it has been able to be able to collaborate with you for a year on something that we're both invested in and working on and wouldn't have had this chance otherwise. So, um, this has been a, this has been a success on any number of levels. And if we sell some books out of the process, that's gravy, but Even it's better. been, yeah, absolutely. Yep. yep. Good. All right. Well, I think that's going to that's gonna wrap it up for this edition of the podcast. Um, but please do follow uh, and subscribe to this podcast if you're just hearing this episode for the first time. And uh, pick up a copy of the book, Amazon, uh, iBooks. It'll be available everywhere. So be on the lookout for it in uh, mid October of 2022.